Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Alternate Oscars. I am your host, Gabe Guarin, and with every episode, I, along with a special guest, will be celebrating and awarding our favorite films of each year starting in 1928. We'll discuss our brief thoughts on each film we nominate and comment on the actual Oscar year, some fun details on the ceremony. A few rules we always follow. We'll be strictly following the reminder list of eligible releases. Those can be found on the website and the Oscar goes too. The amount of categories will also change over time as a sort of tie-in and reflection recap of this evolution over time. Today, though, we are going to be fast-forwarding time to the um, current present to discuss this year's batch of Oscar nominees. And joining me today is Matthew Anzalone, who started this wonderful little awards group to basically provide us with an example of the Golden Globes done right. Um, I think the Hollywood Twitter Press Association Awards. Um, Matthew, um, I'm glad to have you on this uh, on this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I guess I should ask, like, well, first off, um, how's your day been? How are you doing today? It's been busy, but it's been a good type of busy. Yeah, I imagine. With this very special day that started off with a chaotic morning. And yep. do we want to just jump into uh, the Oscar nominations and share our general thoughts? We'll go like category yeah. per, uh, per category. and um, Because there's a lot to unpack and uh, there was there was at least one surprise in ev- in almost every category. I, I don't think anything was... went as we expected. I think the I'll get I'll I'll talk about which category we weren't expecting. I'll talk about that when I get to it. Yeah. So, um, in uh, in best picture, we have. Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Um, the only one that I would consider kind of surprising is maybe Nightmare Alley. It seemed kind of like on the fence, but yeah. picked up some momentum in certain areas along like a last minute mini surge and the final surge of Os- of the build up to Oscar nomination morning but it missed a PGA nomination yeah like 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 I'm not surprised Nightmare it's not it's more like I'm shocked that Tick Tick Boom missed more than Nightmare like getting in if that makes sense yeah exactly that to me, that's the biggest surprise in the, in the best picture category, especially considering the, especially considering that we had to get into film editing. To so just have a miss yeah. on an Oscar nomination, on best great. picture nomination, it's very bizarre. Yeah, it is strange. Um, this year in general has just been weird. Yeah. 
and that's in fact the one movie from this lineup I haven't seen. Nightmare Alley. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I have uh, the. Sc- I have. I'm gonna watch it later, though. I do have the screener for it. All right. Um, that sounds great. So, do we want to share generalized thoughts on each of these movies? Like, just a brief summarization yeah. of how we feel. Like, what do we think of Belfast? Yeah, um, and genetic. Not genetic. I feel like I've already seen Belfast like 100 times. Coda. Coda's good. It definitely tugs at the heartstrings. Um, don't look up. I know everybody hates it, but I, I definitely... I don't love them. Don't look up. I don't hate it as much as others do. <laughs> Drive My Car. That's my favorite movie of the year. I'm not, I love that movie so much. I'm very happy I got in. Dune. That's the technical movie that we all expected. It's, it's, it's like Drive My Car. It's a slow burn. King Richard. I'm actually surprised that I'm surprised how well King Richard did throughout award season. Because it's usually like one of those like biopic movies that kind of gets shoved in the corner. Um, which movie am I missing? Nightmare Alley. Haven't seen it yet. Um, Bow the Dog. I thought it was great. And West Side Story. I thought it was great. Um, for Belfast, I thought it was sweet and generally pleasant. It's not something I would consider like one of my favorites of the year, but I can't get too upset that it's here. Yeah. And then Coda, I think, really creates a unique experience uh, out of out of a familiar formula and does a pretty great does a great job of representing uh, this community that yeah we really get to see like a happy light um, shown on because usually when movies about death are made, there's often a sense of like tragedy involved in it. Yeah. But we actually get to see them enjoying their lives, which I really enjoyed the slice of life feel to it. But still being able to convey a journey from beginning to end that depends on the characters yeah and don't look up um not a good movie it's where do I even start I could like make fun of the fact that David Sirota is an Oscar nominee now or Adam McKay the bullshit Doxing critics that 
he uh, Boston critics would give him negative reviews and um just trolling and bullying critics who don't like his movie like the most thin skin yeah. fucker um it just so that's not cool and just in general the movie is so self-satisfied so pleased with itself and every moment is like ha ha everything's going to shit there's nothing we can do humanity's awful laugh at it ha ha and all the acting is like, like mannerisms just kicks and mannerisms and uh leo is uh, like this ridiculous like goatee and glasses and having this nervous breakdown it's just awkward and then there's Mark <laughs> Rylance um who I don't know what the hell he's doing but it fails yeah. um yeah the movie's just t- the movie's bad it's really fucking bad um and drive my car. I'm so glad that this got in. Me too. Like there was, it was a real question of whether this um this three hour international film would be able to translate to the academy. But it turns out enough people saw it. Yeah. Dune, I um, think. Dune was Dune. Uh, I think my biggest issue with Dune, which keeps me from loving it, is that it kind of feels bland visually. Like, it just feels rather nondescript. And like I've yeah. seen this sort of sci-fi setting so many times before that it doesn't feel unique anymore. I I felt that way too. It just didn't break the mold. And I think that's why I assumed someone didn't go into director. But again, we'll get to that. Yeah. And the licorice pizza, this is probably I think this was the last one. Uh, and uh, along with the hero that I saw before the Oscar nominations. Um, and I know that the age gap between the two leads has been contentious, but I think that Paul Thomas Anderson handles it sensitively. Yeah, and um, allows for a lot of touching moments without going into endorsing territory. Yeah. Um, I realized I forgot to say my thoughts on Licorice Pizza. I thought it was a sweet movie. There's definitely certain problems I have with it, but overall, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I knocked a half star because of that um, that Asian-American joke. I don't know what Paul Thomas Anderson was trying to go for with that one. It just didn't work. It felt kind of gross. And it just didn't need to be there. You could have just made both of them Japanese. 
Yeah, I just think Licorice Pizza um, just works because of how unassuming it is on some level. But yeah, not that it's completely inconsequential. Like there are stakes there, but yeah. it feels confident in taking you through like this coming of age tale. And it really immerses you into the 1970s of it all. Like this Californicated 1970s and it's shot on film. Like the, the, the cinematography looks gorgeous. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson yeah. one of the two cinematographers on this one. The other Michael Bauman. And I just love the look here. And then Power of the Dog um, goes without saying that it's fantastic. Um, yeah. Like the best of the year, no doubt. Um, and then West Side Story, I liked a lot of it, but I didn't quite love it. I just felt it suffered somewhat from, I don't know, remake-itis, where I just couldn't help but feel like it didn't quite capture like the immediate energy that the 1961 the version. Yeah. That's understandable. I think part of this is um, we'll get to more of the specifics later, but some of the um, technical decisions I'm not sure were the best for the film. But I think uh, that the actors do a um, pretty good job like bringing like just energy that's needed. Yeah. And a lot of the musical sequences are really well choreographed by Justin Peck. Yeah, I completely agree. Is this... Um, I was yeah. just opening the... Yeah. I was just opening the Oscar nomination so I can look at them. Yeah. Um, so, may not be the movie, the musical that I would have uh, rewarded from this year. Yeah. I do prefer Tick, Tick, Boom and In the Heights, but... I do, too. I do completely understand um, the love for this. Yeah. Take what we got. So, yeah. So, next... We're into uh, next. We go into the director category where we have Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Ryosuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion in The Power of the Dog, uh, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. First, um, dress the elephant in the room. Denis Villeneuve is not nominated. Yeah, you know, like. We we spent like months running. Will it be Paul Tom Sanderson who misses? Will it be Bronog who misses? Like, is this going to be, the, be uh, Yeah, will it be Spielberg? And then, and, and then I guess in retrospect, I guess it's not too shocking that Villeneuve missed, considering that there is very much a bias against sci-fi. Yeah. I, I think guess. regardless... Oh, sorry. You go ahead. 
I'm saying regardless of who's nominated, it's clear Campion has this like in the bag. Yeah, no question about that. Yeah. Um she Yeah, she by far has the best direction of the year. Yeah. Um but yeah, um I guess Villanue fell victim to the sci fi curse. Kinda. Yeah. But, except his film still got nominated for Best Picture. Um, you know he's he did get a director for a uh, nomination for Arrival, but maybe that's because that was more elevated sci-fi. Yeah, in comparison to this more hard sci-fi. I think Dune is more like what we've seen before. Yeah, I don't think it reinvents the mold at all. While Arrival and others have. Um, and then, um, we have Kenneth Branagh actually making it in for Belfast. Um, can't say I'm shocked. Like, he's very much in the club. And he's an actor turned director, not directing himself. So he had he had um, an arm up. Yep, he's been nominated for director before. Mm-hmm. And he's telling like this personal tale with stylistic flourishes. So yeah, um, it makes sense why he was nominated. Would I have nominated him? Probably not, but it does make sense. No. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have nominated him. I think he is by far the weakest in this category. And then there's Ryusuke Hamaguchi um, for Drive My Car, which is just great and inspired choice. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm just going to say drive my car. I'm not going to try and ask her his name. But I'm happy Um, he got in. Yeah. I think that was well-deserved. And then um, Paul Thomas Anderson getting another director nomination for Licorice Pizza. Um, And... I think he deserved his nomination. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to put this. I don't think the direction is the strongest part of the movie. I understand that. That's, yeah. I think that's the best way to put it. Like, I'm not against him being nominated. It's just if I had to pick something from Lutherish Pizza to honor, it just wouldn't be the direction. Same thing with Belfast. Like I don't the direction's not when I get out of the film. Yeah. And I guess uh like uh like seeing these nominees we can kind of see like um 
who the academy like considers part of part of their exclusive club or something, and maybe Nani Bellamy is not quite there yet. But who knows? He'll get there. Yeah, he'll get there. Um, and then Jane Campion. The yeah, first woman Jane. to be nominated twice in director. Yes. And it's kind of amazing how long that she and Ron Og have waited to get another director nomination. Yeah. Or even for Campion to just return to the Oscars. It's exactly. been nearly two decades. I mean, three decades. Yeah, exactly. And then, so I think Campion Willing will make everyone's night when it happens. And then there's Steven Spielberg getting nominated for West Side Story. Yeah. Which I'm sure most people can generally agree with. Yeah. I agree with that. And then we get to Best Actor, or the nominees are Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield and Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith and King Richard, and Denzel Washington in Tragedy of Macbeth. This is by far the most boring category by far. Yeah. This is like, this is probably the most expected five, I would say. And Bardem's already saying a bunch of stuff about like representation, but he's going out like completely wrong. Yeah, like boneheaded, boneheaded after bone, uh, boneheaded remark after boneheaded remark. Um, yeah. Uh, like the whole the like he and Sorkin have just been so pissy about the whole thing. Yeah, and I think that's what's gonna hurt them in the end. Yeah. Probably why Sorkin didn't get nominated, maybe. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair assessment. Um about his performance, I mean it's he's okay. in he's in brown face. Yeah. Honestly, I would rather see Riz Ahmed in it. He's actually at least part Cuban. Sorry, not Riz Ahmed, oh. Oscar Isaac, excuse me. Oscar I'm so Isaac. sorry. But... Uh, that it, it happens. I, yeah, I I wish we had the Oscar Isaac K. Blanchard being the Ricardos. That's who was supposed to be. Yeah, that would uh, see that thousand better. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I thought he was excellent. Yeah, he's great. Um, Same with Garfield. Just, yeah, Cumberbatch is just menacing and slimy, and Garfield is just unwavering and just a huge force of energy that we all need. And he's probably my favorite yeah. of the five. Same. And then Will Smith. Not... Oh, yeah. You go ahead. You go ahead. I want him to win SAG. 
I want him to just throw this race into chaos. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, Will Smith. And, yeah, it's Will Smith and King Richard. He's probably our front runner. Yeah, I would say that. And Only his film just have... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you go ahead. I mean, with the, with the Globes as our only predecessor yeah. so far, and the fact that his film is done as well as it needs to, everything it needs to, to keep exactly. him supported. Yeah. Uh, Denzel Washington. Yeah, he's great. And he's great in Macbeth, and I, I love this nomination for him. Me too. And I, I, yeah, I just love how he handles the Bard's dialogue in this very specific manner. Yeah. And the fact that uh, I'm pretty sure that he, like, like started out as a Shakespearean actor on block, uh, on stage, so it's great that he's yeah. like going back to his roots. Yeah. And yeah, so I mostly like this lineup. Um, yeah. Even with Will Smith. Um, not my favorite performance of the year, but I won't be upset if he wins. Um, who do you think was like six for best actor? I would say DiCaprio probably was. Probably DiCaprio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his movie did very well. Yeah. Bart Dem um, feels like a waste of space. Yeah. They could have easily done way better. I mean, they nominated Nightmare Alley. I would rather see Bradley Cooper there, even though he yeah. was my favorite. Yeah. Or uh, I'm sure Bardem had another best actor. No, had another movie this year. That was actually Spain's submission. Maybe, what if he had been nominated for that instead? Then I don't that think would at least. That would at least be interesting. Yeah. Um. Now we're uh now we have best actress to talk about um. The nominees were Jessica. The nominees are Jessica Chastain in *The Eyes of Tammy Faye*, Olivia Coleman in *The Lost Daughter*, Penelope Cruz in *Parallel Mothers*, Nicole Kidman in *Being Ricardo's*, and Kristen Stewart in *Spencer*. What an interesting category this was! Like wow. Yeah. I love this category though. Yeah. Um, I um, really like this category, too. 
I, I mean, as chaotic as this was, I absolutely love this category. This is probably my favorite category the whole day. Yeah. It's usually the one that is the most interesting. Um, yeah. Um, let's talk about Kristen Stewart. She got in yeah. by all the doubts and the SAG and Baptist snob and everything. I think one of the things I'm starting to wonder now is that all of these previous award shows like Globes, BAFTA, SAG, I'm wondering if nomination-wise they just won't matter anymore for the Oscars. Because if you think about it, Penelope Cruz got snubbed everywhere and got the Oscar nomination. I mean, if they were really trying to predict the Oscars... She would have been nominated. I mean, Cruz would have been nominated. Yeah, I guess. Um, it's just that. How do I put this? Like, there's so many ways in which this category could have gone. The fact that we didn't get a single BAFTA nominee in this lineup, which might be a first. I think it is a first, actually. Especially in this modern day and age. Again, I think we're starting to get a point that maybe these awards just, the other awards will just not matter for nominations. Yeah, this is like becoming increasingly chaotic. Yeah. And then, well, I guess we should go through all the nominees. Um, yeah. First, we have Jessica Chastain in the eyes of Camp Bay. Um, what did you think of this performance? I thought it was really good. I mean, the movie itself obviously has lots of problems, but I thought she was by far the best part. I would have to agree with that. Like, I don't mm, really like the movie itself, but I can definitely see the appeal behind uh, Chastain's performance. Yeah. Like, you really get... There's a sense of, like... I don't know how to call it, like... Deep emotional burrowing into this role. Yeah. It, it She could have just gone so broad with... Like all the extra eccentricities and such. I get that. Yeah. But she instead actually uh, does as well as she can to make us believe this character. Exactly. I think it's less an issue with her in general than it is with the movie, which I feel could have done a better job actually taking her task for 
uh, basically the unhealthy power dynamic between her and her followers. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of better ways they could do that movie. Yeah. Beyond that, there's a lot of things that just makes it feel like kind of interchangeable with other biopics. Even though there is a There are moments where I wonder, is this trying to go for a satire? I I mean, that's the impression I get from it. Yeah. Same. And then there's Um, Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter. Um, I'm... I'm, I wasn't the biggest fan of her performance, I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah, I didn't hate it, obviously. But, I don't know. I, I think I just had so many problems with that movie in general. Uh, Olivia Colman, for as great as an actress she is, I don't think they're... they're she was strong enough to To just forget about all the mistakes in the movie. I like her a bit better than uh, you do, perhaps. But I can understand those um, complaints. I think the movie just works really well as a psychological thriller, and in large part due to Olivia Coleman's commitment to this part. I do admit, like, I sometimes wonder, like, what if Maggie Gyllenhaal has started this herself, like, as the character? I don't, th- I don't think she would have been nominated. Uh, probably not. I think Coleman and Buckley, obviously we'll get to Buckley soon. But I think that Coleman easily carries on, carries Emily on her back. Yeah. And then there's Penelope Cruz and Parallel Mothers. Probably my favorite of the five. She's my second favorite performance in the nominated. Yeah, she's up there, and of course, it's a uh, Pedro Almodovar movie through and through, and yeah. Um, i this is only my second. I've only seen this and All About My Mother, but I really like this movie, and Penelope Cruz is obviously fantastic here. Yeah. I've seen this one and talked to her. Those are the ones I've seen on page one. Um, but yeah, I thought that Penelope's in this movie. It definitely deserves to be nominated. 
Yeah, it was an inspired choice. Yeah. Nicole and then Kidman. And being the Ricardos. The front runner. Well, we only have Apparently, one award show, so she's actually the front runner. She could easily win everything else that she's up for. Like it this yeah. bits this bits them all. Like a, a, a beloved actress overdue for a second win. Playing a beloved character whom the Academy couldn't be bothered to award in her own time. So that tracks. Yeah. My biggest issue is that I, I, I just know. sorry, I just I my biggest issue is that I just don't believe her as Lucille Ball. I just see yeah. a pale imitation with some bad makeup. I want it just to be funnier than it is. Like, there's a surprisingly limited amount of comedy. And it's more self-serious than I think it should be. Obviously, like, uh, Lucille Ball... Um, that doesn't be possible. ...did um, experience some serious things in real life, obviously, but she was known for her screwball comedy wit. And you'd think that a, a movie like this would re- kind of reflect that more. I mean, and I get I, the... Sorry. You go I ahead. Get the, I get that we're going for more dramatic movie, but it just didn't work. Yeah. That's just how I feel. It just didn't work. Yeah. Sorry, I've just been up since 2 a.m. Oh, yeah. Well, I got up like two minutes after they started Oscar nomination. Yeah. Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't be getting that this far had I not had coffee this morning. But... Um, I hate to say it, but I just don't think the goalkeeper was right for this part. I'm just not sure if she really has that screwball wit that you would need to properly channel Lucille Ball. The movie feels unnecessary as it is, but yeah. It's just kind of mad. But to get on, get to a more positive like, note. Really, it was stamped all over it. So Kidman yeah. just don't know if that's going to continue on. I mean, the a lot of people say, oh, Kidman's winning SAG. She's winning SAG. She's winning SAG. I mean, if they didn't give it to her for the hours, one of her best works, I mean... I'm but she did eventually believing that they're gonna she give did, it to her now for this average role. She did eventually win for her TV work, so I don't know. Maybe she can parlay an eventual film win. Who knows? Um. Mm. So. I don't know what's gonna happen? 
<sighs> Next, we have Kristen Stewart for Hello? Spencer. So, um, moving on to a more positive note, we have Kristen Stewart um, and Spencer. Yes, yes, yes. Finally. So glad this happened. Yeah. What a relief, honestly. Yeah, exactly. I could have said it better. Yeah. Um, I think with this movie being such a chamber piece and sort of revisionist horror movie, this movie is really riding on her to uh, sort of modulate the tone. Yeah, the movie's basically her. Kirsten Stewart carries that movie on her shoulder. Yeah. Like, the movie would not be as good as it was if it was with her. Yeah, and it's a very stylized performance that she's giving. And... I think it could be easy to like poke fun at certain aspects of the performance, but I think she's good enough of a performer to make it work. Yeah, I completely agree. And she definitely deserved an award nomination. I'm glad she got it. Yeah. Um, now the stands can rest easy and the Gaga stands can just fuck off. Oh my god, they were so bad today. Like, like the same fan, I sent a tweet saying that the Academy should be in a concentration camp. That's a Gaga fan, bro. The same Gaga fan said... That same fan said this is the worst thing to ever happen since segregation. Like, I don't even know how to respond to that. I don't even know how to respond to that. She's 17, but yeah. I don't even know how I feel about that. Um, and she also said that um, the Academy sabotage on her purpose because she spoke up about Harvey Weinstein. I don't even know where to uh, where to start with that. Like. It's just so many levels of There's just so many levels of wrong to the way these stands are carrying themselves. Uh, like Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane. <sighs> they're, they're gonna get someone harmed. 
I tweeted this out um, that when you put hatred in the world, like this is what you get for spilling hatred into the world, Gaga fans. Yeah. Um, moving on to supporting actor, we have Kiaren Hines for Belfast, Troy Coetzer in Coda, Jesse Plemons in The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons in Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith McBee in The Power of the Dog. There was definitely a few surprises in here. Uh, first off, let's just um, share our relief that Jared Leto did not get in. Yes. Um, Hasaguchi almost got goose egged. Yeah. I'm I guess okay it was more. Yeah. I'm okay with the staying in makeup. I can stay there. I guess it's just. I don't know. Should we offensive? Is it that surprising that it was um, almost goose egged? I don't think it was. I mean, I was expecting Gaga in makeup. I was expecting Gaga costumes and makeup. Yeah. I, I predicted that Jared Leto would miss. Thankfully, I was right. Same. I was not predicting Simmons, though. Uh, I had him for a while, but I kind of dropped him. This feels like another kind of man nomination where he's fine, but doesn't really get much, have much to do. Honestly, the best way I can put him that the, act, the actor categories, actor and supporting, were very basic, very plain. Not, nothing really out of the ordinary. And I think the actors categories is where you see the craziness. I think that um, just going over these nominees, I think Keon Hines is kind of limited in what he's allowed to do in the role, but he is um, he's a, he does the job well as like the grandpa part who gets the heart tugging um, who gets the death that falls at the heartstrings. He does great with what he has, is the best way. And I'm glad that he's getting an Oscar nomination. Same. And then Troy Coetzer and Coda is just fantastic and heartbreaking. I love that he got nominated. I hope he wins, yeah. but... Again, he could still win. Again, we only have the Globes so far, so... We can always hope. But... Yep. I guess that can bring us to Cody Smith-McPhee. Who's who's also fantastic. Who's probably going to win. Yeah. Yeah. He's fantastic. And 
some have called him a cult lead, but whether or not you agree with that, I think that he's just incredible. That doesn't take away how great he is. Yeah. And then Jesse Plemons um, also gets a nomination for Power of the Dog. Which is, yeah, Jesse Plemons has an Oscar nomination. Yep. Um, he and Kristen Dunst, they're together in real life. And they yep. both got nominated. That's all cool. Like, great. So, um, next is Best Supporting Actress, where we have Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Judy Dench in Belfast, Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog, and Anjanou Ellis in King Richard. Interesting, interesting nominees. DeBose Definitely. was probably the most expected out of the nominees. Yeah. And she's probably going to win everything this season. Yeah, I think she's going to be the only sweep we have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I'm happy Angelina Ellis got nominated. Happy that Kristen Dunn's got nominated. I thought Jesse Buckley was really good. Happy she got nominated. Judy Dench. I mean, I, I had a gut feeling that she would be nominated, but I didn't think she would get nominated without her co-star, Catriona Bell. Or Belf. That was my big thing. There's also the fact that there's Nega missed for passing. That pissed me off. Yeah. That really upset me. I can't believe that happened. Yeah. Like, passing just fizzled so badly. It really deserved to be in the conversation way more. Yeah, definitely. I think if it wasn't for the power of the dog, maybe that would probably work up the boost. Like the tiny, like the tiny movie on Netflix that gets a, that gets a big award boost. But I, I'm not too upset by this category. Yeah, it is generally agreeable. I think all, um, the nominees give good performances here. Kristen Dunst is probably my favorite of this um, lineup. Nominated with, I think she's the only for sure going to Oscar night. Yeah, um, Dust is probably my favorite of the lineup. I actually, actually haven't thought about it honestly. I like the bows a lot. I think she's the best performance in West Side Story by far. I don't, I don't know. I would have to think about that for me.
so next we have original screenplay where we have Belfast, written by Kenneth Branagh, Don't Look Up, screenplay by Adam McKay, story by Adam McKay and David Sorona, King Richard, written by Zach Balin, Licorice Pizza, written by Paul Sanderson, and The Worst Person in the World, written by Eskil Vogt and Johan Trier. Uh, uh, Joachim Trio, Trier. Not sure how to yeah. pronounce that. I, I don't know if you remember when I messaged in the group chat yesterday. I was saying that original screenplay felt too easy. And sure enough, the worst person in the world got snuck in there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, 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 one thing I've learned with predicting Oscars is if it seems too easy, it's, it's too good to be true. I'm predicting. Yeah, I am happy about the worst person in the world nomination. Oh, me too. I'm... Me too. I'm seriously thrilled. Um, I think this. But I could see King Richard winning. If King Richard wins the WGA, I I will definitely predict it for Oscar. Mm, I'm not sure about that. I think it's between Belfast and Licorice Pizza. Yeah, but I'm saying no if. If. Uh... Yeah. Well, a lot of things can happen between now. And yeah. Like yeah. True. Yeah. So, like in my mind, I'm just going over all the possibilities. Yeah. But yeah, it's a great category. Yeah. Well, aside from Don't Look Up. Yeah. Um, as much as I love Don't Look Up, the screenplay is the worst part of the whole movie. <laughs> We'll get to the best part about yeah. Don't Look Up, which got nominated. Yeah. Um, to adapted. Oh, first off, um, what do you think is uh like between Belfast and Licorice Pizza? What do you think will probably win? Right now, I have Belfast winning. Simply because it has way more nominations. Yeah. Even though Belfast is kind of underperformed, I um, it still has enough for him. Like, okay, yeah, this is probably our original screenplay winner, and it might be its only win. Yeah, that's what I was saying. But I do agree that Licorice Pizza is its only competition. Like, if it like. Look, I'm saying Belfast is winning, but I wouldn't call it a for sure slam dunk, a hundred percent. Yeah. So next we have uh, best adapted screenplay, where we have Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. Um. First off, um, happy. Yeah. 
But overall, I can't get mad at this category. Um, you kind of um, you kind of cut out for a second, so I couldn't hear what you said. I'm I'm saying that I wish Tick Tick Boom got nominated, but I can't be mad at the adapted screenplay nominees. Yeah, agreed. I think this is going to Coda. Um, I still am predicting um, Power of the Dog, but Coda makes sense as um, Coda would make sense. Yeah, because right now I don't think Kotsor is winning. So I guess if they want to reward Coda somewhere. Yeah, and plus we're already giving champion director and we gave her this exact same award already. Let's let's give someone else adapted screenplay. Or they could give it a drive my car if they really wanted to. Maybe. I think I think either of those two upset and pound the dog wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I'd agree about that. Um I guess um I guess now um we have best animated feature film where we have Encanto, Flea, Luca, the Mitchells versus the Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon. First off, thank God Mitchell's got nominated. Yes. Thank God. That being said, however, this is easily going to the con. So. Despite. Despite the Mitchell's being the best movie nominated. Or at least one of the best movies nominated. This is going to Encanto. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, there doesn't seem to be much competition with Encanto. Um, like it seems to be taking the ball in space. It's got all the iconic music. Flea would be a great winner here. Yeah. Luca, the Mitchell's Machines. This is a pretty good lineup. Um, I don't think they could go wrong with any of these movies. Yeah. Maybe there was some hope that Bill would have gotten in. Haven't seen that one, but I've heard good things about it. And Ray for International. Yes. Of these, I've only seen... Um, well, I've, I think I've seen all of these except for Lu, uh, Lunana, Ayak, and Classroom. Yeah, that's the only one I haven't seen in this category. There's always that one movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I don't mind it though. I, I think it's interesting every year. Yeah. You know, drive my car, flee, the hand of God, a yak in the classroom, and the worst person in the world. I mean, I can't see a situation in which drive my car does one here. Yeah, agree. Especially since I, it's the best picture. Yeah. The only other one I can see when I can see their flee or the worst person in the world. Yeah. Because I they have multiple nominations. That. Yeah. Um, then, oh. Go ahead. We'll talk about it when we get to documentary, but I think that's where Flea's probably best chances. Yeah. Um and then we have um documentary feature where um we have Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer Soul, and Riding with Fire. Um which one do we think is winning? Um Right now, I have Summer of Soul winning. I do. But I think Flea could easily upset here. I think this is... I think if Flea's going to win any award, documentary is by far its best chance. Yeah. I would agree. Um, Summer of Soul, I'm predicting that to win, but it could be... um, it could be um, Flea as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, do we want to like skip past documentary short subject in the short films? Yeah. I do want to say that I've heard of Queen of Basketball. That's the only one I've seen out of all the shorts, and I hope it wins. That's all I don't I'm think saying. I've seen any of them. I'm probably going to see yeah. them in a the theater. A couple weeks from now. Yeah, I was. I'm not. not a, I'm not a sports person at all, but I have to admit, the Queen of Basketball is a really excellent short film. I really hope it wins. All right. Um. Next, we have um, best original score, where we have Don't Look Up, Dune, and Kanto. Parallel Mothers and the Power of the Dog. I think the surprise to you is Parallel Mothers. I don't think any of these are surprising to me. Um, a lot of people have the French Dispatch. I, well, I mean, I'm kind of surprised that missed, but yeah, that's that's the only thing. Um, as I was alluding to, don't look up. Even though for the people who hate the movie, you can't argue that the score and the Bon Iver song is amazing. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah, the music's by far the best part. Don't want that. Like, to the people listening, if you're not going to watch Don't Look Up, at least listen to the soundtrack online. Trust me, you will not be disappointed.
But yeah, um, I honestly don't know who's winning this category. I mean, I know Dune won the Globe, but that, but right now I, I think it's wide open. Um, I'm probably gonna go with Dune. Same, but I wouldn't call it a lock. Not necessarily yeah, a lock, but we'll see. Yeah. Um. So next we have best original song, where we have "Be Alive" from King Richard. Finally, Beyonce getting an Oscar nomination. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Ghostwriters from Encanto, where we have Dolin Manuel Miranda. Um, yep. Recondition, Down to Joy from Belfast, um, made by the anti vaxxer in the yep. room. I'm still shocked they did that. Um, no Time to Die from No Time to Die, and Somehow You Do from Four Good Days. Die and we're gonna hear Reba McIntyre singing at the at the Oscars. Yeah, because like two sings that song in the movie. Um, but yeah, um, I think it's no, no times to die. Either that or those or Guitas from Encanto. Yeah, if they really want to reward Lin Manuel. Yeah, I think this is no time to die to lose. Yeah. I think we will see No Time to Die, Somehow You Do, and Dos Arugatas performed at the Oscars. I heard that Beyonce doesn't like to perform live at award shows. So she's probably not going to perform. And so. We're only going to get three of these best song performances this year. Unless we get somebody else to perform them, but... Which they could, really. Yeah, they could. They did with the, they did with the Mary Poppins Return song. Emily Blunt didn't sing them. Mm. Uh, so we have best sound, where we have Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die. The Power of the Dog and the West Side Story. Was Belfast a surprise? I legit can't. It missed BAFTA and Cinema Audio Society. I think it was ultimately predicted by, say, Gold Derby, but it was on Uh, the path. Yeah. All right. Um, I think Dune's probably going to win this category. Um, Yeah, probably would agree. Either that or West Side Story. Yeah, I think it's either. I think it's those two. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I would be okay with either of them winning. Yeah. Um. How close do you think Spider Man No Way Home was to this? I was a nomination. It's best sound. It had to be at least six or seven. Yeah. Um. So next we have 
best production design were yep. we have Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. First off, happy Tragedy of Macbeth got into production design. Yeah. I think it's cool that The Power of the Dog got nominated here. Yeah, they really love Power of the Dog. Yeah. It was the most nominated film, which surprised me. In a good way, I should say. But. Yeah, definitely. And this Grant Major returning after his work with Peter Jackson in the 2000s that got him all these nominations and wins. Yeah. Who do you have winning this category? Because I honestly have no idea. Either Dune or West Side Story. Honestly, could be Nightmare Alley. Yeah, I could see Nightmare Alley. I I legit have no idea who's going to win this category. I'm just going to the West Side Story for now. Yeah, same. But yeah, I think out of all the categories, that's the only one I legit have no prediction for. Um. And next we have cinematography, which is Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and The West Side Story. Exact same nominations. Yeah. Um, like, The Power of the Dog making both great for cinematography chances. Yeah. I, I would... I would I love The Power of the Dog cinematography. I'd love that or The um, Tragedy of the to win. But, yeah. unfortunately, it's going to be Dune that wins. And I'm not a fan of that. I generally think... I think it just kind of looks ugly. And... Kind of brown, beige, gray doll. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm predicting Dune, but I wouldn't say it, it has in the bag. I mean, honestly, any of these movies could really upset it. Yeah. Um, best makeup. Best makeup. Um, Coming to America, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. Um, I guess are we both in agreement that um, The Eyes of Tammy Faye wins here? The recording has stopped. This meeting is being recorded. Sorry. Um, where, did, um, where, was, where, did um, I, where did I last leave off? Um, we were on makeup. Okay. Um, what did I last say before it kind of bugged out? Sorry. Um, I, was I, was in the middle, I was in the middle talking about Fang Gucci. Uh, yeah. It was the only nomination for that film. Yeah, but I think regardless of Gucci, that being its only nomination, I still think it's between that and Tammy Faye. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I'm giving the edge to um, Eyes of Tammy Faye because it just gets Chastain nominated. I think if Chastain wins here, I think Eyes of Tammy Faye for sure wins makeup. 
And that's yeah. a nice little package they tend to do. After even if she doesn't win, even if she doesn't win, Isaac Timothy can still win. Yeah, I agree. I would agree with that. And then um, we've got costume design where we have Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. Happy Cyrano still at least got a nomination, at least got something. Yeah. Um, I I still think this is West Side Stories. I'm gonna go with West Side Story, but it could be either Cruella or Dune. It could even be Nightmare yeah. Alley. Yeah, I could, I mean, besides Serena, any of these could win. Yeah. And then Film we have Adam. Film Editing, where we have Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog, and Tick, Tick, Boom. It's Tick, Tick, Boom, basically I, Tanya. Yeah. Which I find very weird. It is weird. Um, I think this is going to power the dog or Dune or maybe even King Richard. I'm I think Leaning towards, um, I'm leaning towards, uh, Dune. Yeah, same. I just don't see what else wins here. Like, maybe King Richard Power of the Dog. Um, yeah, I think it's those three for sure. Yeah. Unless Don't Look Up Pulsable Human Rhapsody, which I guess it's possible. <sighs> After that year, that kind of just threw all certainty out the window. Yeah. And our last category. Last category. Visual effects. Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Shot Spider-Man made it in. Um, I'm not like the highest grossing movie this year. Like this, I thought they were. I thought they were legit stunned. It wouldn't be the first time. I guess not. Uh, yeah, this is going to Dune. Yeah, this Dune's to lose. This is probably the most expected one of the day. Well, one of anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I, um, I would be upset by it. I would argue Dune's visual effects is the best yeah. part of the movie. Yeah, agreed. Which films do you think were like close to a cinema VFX nomination? I definitely think The Matrix was had to been close. Yeah. I'm thinking of something like Godzilla versus Kong. Maybe Eternals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Godzilla vs. Kong. I completely forgot about that. But, yeah, this was a weird, weird, weird nomination year. 
Yeah. Full of so many crazy things happening. A lot of things I'm happy with. A lot of things I'm not so happy with. More than anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I guess you have, more have to just take the good with the bad. Exactly. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Oh, so I guess we'll be back to discuss the winners like over a month from now. But regardless, um, thank you, Matthew, for um for being on this podcast for me to discuss um, today just everything that thank, happened. Thank you so much for having me. Um, but um, before uh, we go, are there like any films that you wish received more Oscar attention or recognition? Um, These could be like films that got no recognition or underperformed. Could be anything. There's a few that come to mind. Um. The biggest one is worst person in the world. I I wish it got into actress. That's my biggest thing. I would be okay with a missing picture as long as it got into actress. Um, one for me. One I, oh, you go ahead. Sorry. Oh, and I I almost forgot passing. Passing, completely blanks. Uh. Um, one for me is uh, Zola. Oh, yeah, Zola. Yeah, that definitely should have been nominated for something. Coleman Domingo, what was his nomination? Not here. Uh, yeah. But I think he will get an Oscar nomination one day. Yeah. I, don't, I just think Zola wasn't the right one for him. Apparently not. Uh, there's also mass. Yeah, that's like the unfortunately, unfortunately with the studio, it was underneath. That's not surprised in goose egg. Yeah, we at least redeemed it in some way. Yeah, like uh, what what needs to be done with Bleecker Street? I think they need to start growing. Or I could see another company eventually buying it. Like I could see I could see Apple legit buying Bleacher Street and just start growing it. Yeah. Could happen. But um, again, A twenty four started exactly where they are. Yeah. So I have faith. And then there's In the Heights. Another. I hate that in the year of musicals, it's like there's only one musical allowed. Yeah. Um, of course, Olga Meredith deserved. Where was her recognition yeah. this year? Then. Yeah, so many, so many great movies this year. Yeah, this year was a great year. Yeah, 
And even though there were some some bad ones that still got him, overall, I would say it's a pretty successful year. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> uh, so, um, yeah, if that's all, if yeah, that's um, all. yeah, if that's just the end of our episode. Again, thank you so much. Um, how can we thank find you? you- uh, how can we find you on social media and uh, everything you do on social media? Oh, where to find me? Yeah, where to find you. Um, you can find me at MatthewAngelo14 on Twitter. And you can also find me at the HTPA Awards, also on Twitter. And you can also find me on, on at DWTS Showdown, also on Twitter. I have an Instagram, but I don't use it, so it's mostly Twitter. You'll find me. Nice. Um, great. So um, you can find me on Twitter at Gabe the Joker. You can find me on Instagram at Gabe Warren. You can find me on Letterboxd at Mr. Kulo. And um, also, it, be sure to follow the alternate Oscars Twitter account at alternate Oscars. I also have a Patreon page. Um, just type in alternate Oscars and you should be able to find it. Be sure to rate and review this podcast for visibility's sake and subscribe to whatever server you use. And until the next episode, sit back and relax. Cheers, enjoy, and thank you for listening to the alternate Oscars.